Twins and Angels later tonight. Lineup card, 8.30, first pitch after 9 o'clock. Twins trying to bounce back after a tough 5-4 loss. Joe Ryan, six innings, seven hits, three runs. Two of those earned, struck out nine, walked one. Griffin Jacks, two-thirds of an inning, three hits, two runs. Uh, Both of them earned, walked one, struck out one. Not a good performance by the Twins' bullpen and second struggle on the trip. They were in L.A. to play the Dodgers, now in Anaheim to play the Angels. And Phil Miller joins us to sort it all out, and he joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Phil covers the Twins for the Star Tribune. Phil, how you been? I've been uh, stuck in traffic, uh, but I uh... <laughs> I guess that's what you do down here. I, uh, remind me never to uh, complain about Minneapolis traffic again. Yeah, it, it is extraordinary. When, I, when I've been to Southern California, you hear about it. But quick story, my, my daughter, my youngest daughter, was looking at colleges and wanted to look at a couple in Southern California. And we, we stayed out in Santa Monica, which was great. We saw some of the sites. We drove to Hollywood. But I got tickets to see the Clippers and the Suns uh, downtown at the time, Staples Arena. And and from Santa Monica, you can see downtown L.A. It's right down the Santa Monica Freeway, I-10. And I'm glad we left when we did. It was a 7 o'clock Pacific time tip-off. We left the hotel. And th- this is not a long drive. At, at 5 p.m. local time, we pulled into the parking lot at Staples Center at about 6.20. It was an hour and 20 minutes, and literally, you can see downtown. It's like right there, and it took us that long to get there. It was crazy. Uh, that's uh, that's kind of the way it is. I mean, you know, uh, you know, clipper traffic, though. I mean, you just asked for <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I made maybe a tactical error. I figure we're here for a whole week. I'll just stay in, a, in an Anaheim hotel the entire week and commute to Dodger Stadium. Oh, wow. Um, it, 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 I've had better ideas, but, uh, yeah. I, I made it. I just, uh, went a little earlier every day. Yeah. That, that, that is crazy because you look at the maps and you think, oh, Anaheim and Disneyland and, uh, where the angels play. It's not really that far, but yeah, it, it is a different world when it comes to traffic. Uh, the trip so far, uh, twins dropped two or three to the Dodgers, uh, were competitive. One got away in the matinee on Wednesday, then the day off on Thursday, and then certainly Friday night, game one against the Angels. This is one that got away. Yeah, I think the Twins uh, probably wish uh, they had gotten stuck in traffic instead of uh, played a couple of these. Uh, I mean, were competitive is a nice way of saying uh, probably should have won because I think that they, uh, they feel like they easily could have won all four games on this trip uh, thus far. Uh, yep. The first night, um, four different relievers gave up uh, runs, you know, with the help of the runner on second base in extra innings. Uh, and then uh, Emilio Pagan uh, gave up a, uh, just a crushing grand slam uh, in Wednesday's game. Uh, and uh, last night, uh, they stuck with Griffin Jacks through 30, 33, 35 pitches, something like that, and, and watched him give away uh, the, a one-run lead after uh, – they rallied from being no hit for almost six innings. Uh, it's, um, it's it's been a frustrating trip. The bullpen has been 
uh, arguably one of their strengths uh, through the first month and a half. But uh, um, this uh, this road trip is is really trying their patience, I think. Yeah, and the the question is, you know, what, what do you do about that? Because we know this as we start to move into the summer months, move into June, they'll be talking about the trade deadline. But any contending club would love to add bullpen, so easier said than done. Yeah, I, you know, I, I know fans react badly uh, when he does it, but but uh, Rocco Baldelli has been uh, defending his bullpen, and, uh, you know, I, I you can see why. He doesn't really have much choice, yeah. and, uh, and they have mostly been good, uh, um, not in such uh, high-leverage uh, situations as they've been uh, faced with this this week with the game seems like the game is constantly on the line uh, in the late innings with uh, with one run leads and uh, and and how um, you know the offense has has had some trouble uh, producing uh, a little bit so uh, you know so Rocco stood up yesterday and said hey you know Griffin Jacks is one of our guys and he's going to be one of our guys and we're going to keep using him uh, and uh, you know we'll just have to um, hope that he can grind through this and uh, and get better. I, you know, they they have tested just about everybody that they have uh, in the system who's uh, who's big league ready. So, um, you know, maybe at the trade deadline they can do something. They did last year in bringing in uh, Jorge Lopez, but uh, for now these are the guys, and uh, they they do need to try to find a way to get them through these these. Uh, um, game on the line kind of situations. What, what stood out to me is is Reed Detmers, and uh, he he was just lights out. The Twins uh, eventually uh, got to him, and he wasn't involved in the decision. But early early in the ball game, Detmers looked pretty good. Yeah, um, and it, you know uh, the flip side of that is Twins have not looked good against left-handers. Now they faced uh, fewer than just about any team in the league, but they're uh, they're right-handed stacked lineup to face left-handers is uh, uh, not as fearsome as their, uh, when they have their lefty bats in the lineup. And uh, um, Detmers was good. He, uh, he mixes up uh, his fastball and his breaking ball. He, he really uses it uh, to his advantage to make the, the fastball play up a little better. Um, and yeah, he, you know, he was a first rounder for a reason and he pitched a no hitter last year. So they, they, uh, the twins knew it was going to be a challenging night. I, uh, but I think it's challenging just about any time uh, they face left-handers, which of, of course they do again tonight. Uh, Louis Varland will get the start for the the twins tonight, and uh, the Angels will counter with Patrick Sandoval, as uh, you mentioned, another left-hander for the LA Angels. Uh, let's, let's talk about uh, the twins getting nicked up uh, on, on this. Road trip. Uh, speaking of nicked up, Nick Gordon on the injured list, Kyle Garlic recalled, uh, Joey Gallo banged up a little bit, and Jorge Polanco, a key guy, uh, day in and day out for this team, a little banged up as well here on the trip so far. Yeah, Jorge's only been back three weeks. He's uh, hit four home runs already and uh, seems to be in the middle of every uh, every rally, every time things are going well. I, it, you know, it's easy to Call the, to notice the contrast when he's batting next to Carlos Correa, who is uh, who is just deep in a slump right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I talked to Jorge a little bit yesterday, and 
he's kind of down about it, but he realizes, uh, I, I think this is an injury a couple of years ago. He might've played through, but, uh, after, uh, after having so much, so many problems with his knee over the off season and, uh, starting the season late, he knows the twins are going to be very, very careful with him. Not, uh, try to limit this to uh, just a couple week problem and not a couple months problem. So uh, he seemed kind of resigned to, uh, to going on the injured list, even though he said it, it feels pretty good. There's a, there's still some tightness in the hamstring, but you know, I could play if, uh, if they wanted me to, but uh, yeah, for the, for the time being, even though it's a pretty big loss, I, I think the twins are going to play it careful. Yeah, it looks like Jody Gallo is in the lineup. Will play left tonight, but but he he's been banged up here and there. But is you know missed a game and then come back. So so Joey Gallo bounces back and will be there tonight. Yeah, he had the same injury that Nick uh, Gordon did. He he just uh, just hit a straight line drive down onto his shin mm. and uh, and hurt himself. I mean uh, Nick. Uh, uh, fractured the the tibia in his leg, so uh, that uh, that one will keep him out for a while. Uh, Joey Gallo, uh, it looked just as bad. Uh, he was in some pain after Wednesday's game, but uh, as Rocco kept uh, joking yesterday, uh, he doesn't he doesn't feel pain like like human beings do. Uh, he's uh, he seems a little superhuman in uh, playing through them, which boy for this team that's a nice quality to have because uh, they you know they're the injuries are beginning to mount up a little bit and they, uh, they can, uh, they really need to have him in the lineup. Yeah, a guy that stands out speaking of big injuries, Kyle Farmer hit in the face has <laughs> come back, going to bat clean up play at third base. What, what, what a warrior. I mean, that, that is an unbelievable story. I mean, the devastating injury and, and here he is and, uh, a, a big part of this thing for the Twins, I, I, I think when he was signed in the offseason, I, I don't think fans realized what a what a wonderful player this guy is. Yeah, it, it is true. Uh, he, he's a star, he was a starter in Cincinnati. He'd be a starter yep. on a lot of teams. Uh, and, well, he's a starter now, now that uh, the Twins have sent uh, Jose Miranda down. But uh, uh, he, is, uh, he has been a lifesaver. And, and you're right, I, he jokes about, is uh, about uh, you know his teeth and getting hit in the mouth and uh, uh, you know I've heard him oh. I've heard him mention it two or three times in the clubhouse it's uh, it's just it's just kind of a gag now to him uh, which is uh, it, it it is uh, that's the sort of injury that would make you uh, have second thoughts about your career choice but uh, he's he's back at it and wants to play and uh, and yeah he's uh, he's been a rem- a reliable uh, very reliable in the field and uh, played as well. Yeah, and he, he seems like a really good dude. And I, I know uh, you, you're with the team day in and day out. It's a long season. You start in spring training down in Fort Myers, and you're with the club and at home and on the road. But Kyle Farmer seems like just a great human being. Yeah, please. You can tell how much uh, his teammates like him and uh, yeah. how much uh, he, uh, how much they rallied around him after uh, his injury. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, he spent the off day. He and his uh, he brought his family uh, along on this trip, and uh, as did uh, Sonny Gray. So uh, uh, Farmer and Gray were uh, riding the rides at Disneyland with uh, with their kids the uh, other day. And, yeah, it's 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 on the field, off the field. Uh, he's uh, he's very very popular uh, in the with the team in the clubhouse. 
And, uh, Phil, you don't get to see him much up close, but uh, Shohei Otani, uh, just uh, amazing what what he's done to this point in his career. Uh, outstanding pitcher, uh, terrific with the bat, and to, to be able to see him play, it, it's, it's even got to be a thrill for a veteran beat writer like yourself. Yeah, it's been a good trip for that. Uh, you know, just being in Dodger Stadium is uh, is yeah. like that. It's uh, it's it's you know, it's such a it's, people don't think of it as an antique, but it's you know, it's the third oldest park in the big leagues. And then to see Clayton Kershaw uh, pitch yeah. a game in Dodger Stadium, it was it was exactly the same. And now uh, uh, watching Shohei and uh, um, and all that uh, all that he does, he hasn't really hurt the Twins yet, but he's going to pitch against them tomorrow. Um, I really am interested uh, in that. I I was covering the team uh, five five years ago, I think it was his rookie year, when uh, um, Fernando Romero came up for the Twins and pitched uh, shutouts in his first two starts, and then went to L.A. and faced Otani, uh, and it was that was heralded as these are the next two superstars uh, in the game, and uh, didn't really work out for uh, didn't work out for. Romero that day or, or really since, uh, but uh, I was sure right about uh, Otani. We were also noticing, uh, you know, he he's going to sign uh, what people are predicting could be a, like a $600 million contract last year. Uh, I mean, next year. the uh, Whatever team signs him will reap some of that back. Uh, the amount of advertising in Japanese in, uh, in Angel Stadium is just remarkable. Yeah. It is. It, it is everywhere. There are uh, there are as many ads uh, in Japanese as there are in English uh, there, and uh, you know that there's a large number of people back in his homeland uh, watching each game that are being uh, uh, addressed in those ads. It's uh, it's it's fun to fun to watch. Yeah, and a unique talent. And there's a lot of speculation where he could land. I I suppose he he could end up right right back with the angels but uh, ultimately who knows with that kind of payday looming yeah I, I the the thinking around the angels certainly certainly among their press corps is that he's this is it for him that this is his he's last gone. year that, and that uh that the angels will certainly be outbid or if they're not contending which uh you know they are on the fringes of uh contention um he'll want to go to a winner uh there's one you know, uh, just a, an hour and a half traffic jam away uh, that he could go join. Uh, that uh, a lot of people suspect the Dodgers will make a big play. Uh, um, you know, the Mets are throwing crazy money at uh, at pitchers, and uh, that's a possibility. I think any of the West Coast uh, teams will have a chance if they can if they can swallow hard and uh, sign a sign a contract for half a billion dollars or more. I know a lot of the Japanese players have a big media contingent. I'm sure uh, the the contingent following Otani is uh, is, is something. Is large, yes, uh, it certainly is. Uh, we uh, we're always uh, uh, we always welcome uh, two or three uh, Japanese reporters that we've become familiar with on the Twins beat who uh, follow Kenta Maeda around. They're they're not sure. around much lately, but uh, uh, yeah, there's a. There's a whole press box with uh, uh, all 15 seats in it, and uh, I would guess that for Dodger writers, and I would guess that 12 of them are occupied by uh, Japanese uh, writers. He's a he's a big story here, but 
man, he must be an even bigger story uh, back in Japan. Yeah, and final thought on the Angels. You know, they, they, they've had Otani now, and they've had Mike Trout. He's he's nicked up right now and not not able to play. I, I think it's a finger issue at the moment for Mike Trout. But they and, – and the owner, Arte Moreno, has been willing to spend money. They just haven't been able to pull it together there, and it, it's hard to figure out because they have been willing to spend money. It's been a decade since they have won a playoff game. Uh, yeah. It's hard to imagine. I mean, they have not uh, they have not won a game uh, since uh, Shohei has been on the uh, on the team. Uh, yeah, poor Mike uh, Mike Trout is uh, you know is probably a little past his prime now, but he used his entire prime of a Hall of Fame career uh, in service to a team that that is just absent in October. Uh, they they don't look much better this year than uh, than averageish. Uh, they you know their pitching uh, Detmers was great yesterday, but their their pitching is not uh, you know in the class of the uh, of the Astros, even of the Guardians. I don't think uh, so. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it is a shame, and uh, um, it would be uh, it would be entertaining to see those two guys in the postseason. But uh, you know it. it hasn't happened for whatever reason, and I don't think it's ever going to. So Twins uh, will go tonight, a little bit later start, pre-game lineup card at 8.30. Chris Atterbury, Corey Provost, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play. Uh, Louis Varland on the mound for the Twins tonight. Well, Phil, always good to visit with you. Uh, once again, enjoy the remainder of the trip, and then a big homestand coming up. Uh, with, with the Giants and the Blue Jays coming to town. That should be fun Memorial Day weekend. The Blue Jays, a lot of Canadians come in, and a Memorial Day weekend, looks like the weather's going to be great. It, it should be fun at the ballpark when with the Blue Jays in. Yeah, and, and I'll say this to the Twins. They have been entertaining lately. Uh, virtually nothing but, uh, uh, practically nothing but games that are tied uh in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. So, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I, they are putting on a good show, uh, but it's got to be driving a lot of their fans crazy. Yeah, three games over at the moment, 24 and 21 going into tonight's tilt. Phil, always great. Thank you again. Okay, Steve, good talking to you. Phil Miller from the Star Tribune joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We'll come back, check the PGA. It's raining again in upstate New York. Uh, NBA, NHL action tonight. A little bit later, the Loons take on the Timbers in Portland. Andy Greeter joins from the Pioneer Press. And a good news, bad news scenario uh, for the Loons. We'll, we'll tell you more about that following the weather here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Preakness Stakes. Mage, the winner of the Derby, is the favorite. And I was telling Josh Wheeler during the break, I remember catching part of NBC's lead-up to the Derby. They're on the air for like eight hours, and they have like 20 different people covering the proceedings. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was on the crew, and Jr. picked Mage before the race. You can look it up. I'm sure it's somewhere on YouTube or in the archive. But but Jr. picked Mage to win the Derby, and I thought that's pretty impressive for Dale Earnhardt Jr. to get it done. Um, we will tell you this, Twins later, lineup card at 8.30. They play the Angels tonight, Louis Varlin on the mound. Uh, NHL Stanley Cup playoffs tonight, Florida, Carolina. That'll start at 7 our time, Florida won game one in four overtimes. Game that thought might never end. 
NBA tonight. They're in L.A. Lakers, Nuggets, Denver up two games to none. Huge game, obviously, tonight uh, for Davis and for LeBron James. I will say this. Uh, James starting to show his age a little bit. Um, that, granted, he's been banged up, but uh, he's got a lot of miles on him in his NBA career. Loons! Uh, tonight, again in Portland, again, September's. Uh, the, the Loons got some very good news and some bad news this week. Andy Greeter will sort it out from the Pioneer Press following the weather in mere moments. Here on News Talk, E3-O-W-C-C-O. Loons and Timbers tonight from Portland. It'll be late for sure. And the Loons got some very good news this week. Uh, they also got some bad news. Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press uh, online at TwinCities.com. And Andy, uh, let, let, let's start with, with the bad news. A key guy for this for this club, Robin Lud, got some bad news on his knee injury. Yeah, so he, uh, surprisingly, there was an announcement yesterday that Robin Lud, who's been a pivotal playmaker uh, in peace for this team, all season long, uh, tore his meniscus in Wednesdays. Very much needed for this club win over Houston. Uh, but he played all 90 minutes. It didn't look like there was any sort of issue in the game. Um, and then he had to have surgery, it looks like, on Monday. Uh, the club was reluctant in sharing how long he might be out for. You know, there's different uh, right. meniscus surgeries uh, that produce very different timelines. I'd imagine just given the fact that he's 30, uh, signed a new three-year contract uh, last year that they'll probably do the full reconstructive one. Uh, that's just my educated guess, and uh, he's probably going to be out for uh, you know a month or two or maybe even three. Uh, he's a player that uh, has played centrally, central midfield. He's a player that they've added the number 10 spot with Emmanuel Reynoso gone. Uh, he's, his, more, his most natural spot is kind of on the right wing, kind of inverted. Uh, you know, I nicknamed him kind of the, the Finnish Army Knife because he can do so many different things for this team and do them at a high level. Uh, maybe the most underrated player on this team, uh, and now they're going to be without him for an extended period of time. Yeah, so once again, uh, to borrow a term that they use a lot in the NBA, no timetable for his return at, at this moment in time. So that that is the bad news scenario uh, for Minnesota United FC. Uh, on the flip side, good news, Emmanuel Reynoso, who you did mention and uh, was not around, is back. He, he did an apology video, and he is in training, and we're not sure when he'll actually play in a match for Minnesota United FC, but that that's certainly is good news. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he came back to Minnesota. Uh, I had heard in mid-April that, uh, he was likely to come back and uh, had had meetings in Argentina with Mark Watson, and things had gone well. And then at the last moment, he decided not to come. Uh, and everybody was around the club was very discouraged uh, that he wasn't coming uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but he did end up getting on a flight from Argentina. He ended up ending his holdout. That was family-related. That was uh, personal issues and, and some personal preferences, really, uh, and maybe not in a good state of mind uh, over these last couple of months. Uh, but he came back to Minnesota. His suspension by MLS uh, without pay was, was lifted, uh, and he is 
started to train on his own here this week. Uh, you know, the, the, the Loons play uh, at Portland tonight and then at Houston in the U.S. Open Cup on Tuesday. And then they'll be back in Minnesota next Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, and that'll be the first time that Reynoso uh, is going to be taking part in training. Uh, it's going to take a full preseason for him to get up to speed. I'd imagine that he'll probably gradually uh, get workloads of, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes, then up to the 30, you know, an hour, and then a full 90. Uh, when that debut is going to be, uh, I asked Adrian if, if it's going to be June, uh, and he was reluctant to say so. I'd imagine that you know, maybe first week or so of June, he gets his first debut coming off the bench, you know, maybe against Toronto on the third and and uh, Montreal, Montreal on the 10th. That's that's maybe kind of where I'm pegging things to, to be for his return. But obviously with Robin Lud out, uh, they need Emmanuel Reynoso. He's their best player. Robin Lud is in certainly the top three to five. Um, so, yeah, this is a team that, that really desperately needed a win on Wednesday, and they're going to a difficult place to play, and now they're going to be doing it without two of their best players. Yeah, and what, what do you make uh, uh, of the video that, that was posted on the club's website? I was in for Henry Lake on Friday night, and we talked about it a bit. Um, obviously got together with the club, needs to make amends with, with the supporters. And then beyond that, teammates, et cetera, as he patches things up and returns to action, and obviously could play a huge role for the club as uh, they, they try to return to the postseason. Yeah, I mean, I, the video is very, uh, you know, public relations manicured sure. type of type of response where you don't get a lot of a lot of details. He's a very a private person that hasn't shared a lot of things personally in the past, so I don't think he's going to be cutting open a vein when he ends up speaking with reporters to explain yeah. why he's been gone. Uh, but he had a team uh, player only meeting on Monday, uh, and he apologized. Uh, to his teammates, and his teammates were looking for explanations, uh, and they're also looking for actions. That's the main thing. He needs to be committed to this project and this team and coming to be a, a member of the team after you know bailing on him for a third of the season. Yeah, and uh, you alluded to the, the, the result on Wednesday uh, where, where they, they get a much-needed three and now a tall order, Providence Park, Portland Timbers, late tonight, so this will certainly uh, be a challenge for the Loons. Yeah, for sure. It's always difficult uh, to play Providence Park. I think it's maybe my uh, my favorite road venue in MLS. Uh, it's, it's usually a packed crowd. It's a unique venue in a you know converted baseball stadium, so it's, it's really a cool uh, spot in MLS and a difficult place to play. Minnesota uh, doesn't usually play with the ball. Uh, they're, I think, their last in MLS in possession numbers. They're willing to let the other team have it and then spring on the counterattack. And I'd imagine that's the game plan here going forward. You know, they've, they've tinkered with the formation quite a bit, but uh, we're able to kind of put their players in the best box to be successful in their 4 2 3 1 formation. I'd imagine there's going to be a lot of guys in similar spots. Obviously, no Robin Lud, no Emmanuel Reynoso. Uh, Luisa Maria, who is, you know, their underwhelming designated player, has not scored in open play in nearly 600 minutes. I'd imagine he plays again tonight. You know, they're hopeful that he can break out of a slump. You know, he had a couple of chances against Houston, but 
is Nick Bitt or also just botch his plays. There was one play in the second half where he was in on goal and, and just flubbed it. And uh, he had a header in the first half. It was a good opportunity. Uh, but the, Steve Clark was there to make the save. And he's been really struggling. So as this team gets further down the list of having key players, they need their underwhelming guys to produce some goals. Andy Greeter, uh, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for joining us. Yep, thank you. All right, there he is, Andy Greeter, Pioneer Press online, TwinCities.com. Joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. So Reynoso on the comeback trail when he ultimately uh, suits up and plays in a game. We still don't know. Then, of course, Robin Lud, uh, the torn meniscus, no timetable for his return. Late tonight, Apple TV, Portland Timbers from Providence Park. And I agree with Andy. Uh, tuning into MLS over the years, that that seems like you know a great venue. Uh, one of the early franchises in Major League Soccer. They take it seriously. Of course, they have the Portland Trailblazers of the NBA, but, you know, that, that that's it. It's it's the Timbers. It's the, the Trailblazers. No NFL, no NHL, no Major League Baseball. It's been a long time. Minor League Baseball town, but uh, the uh, Major League Soccer, uh, a, a big deal in Portland. Uh, we'll come back. We'll have an update. Uh, it looks like the rain is over. The, the umbrellas are away. They're playing at Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. Tough weather day there with a lot of rain. Corey Connors, the Canadian on top. Brooks Kepka, Victor Hovland right on his heels. Bryson DeChambeau, four back. And then Scotty Scheffler and Justin Rose, five off the lead. But it's the Canadian Connors by one in the closing holes of round number three at the PGA at Oak Hill. And we'll do a deeper dive on that leaderboard in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. The Canadian Corey Connors, your leader in the PGA at Oak Hill, Rochester, New York. A lot of rain earlier in the day. And uh, Connors struggling a bit. On 16 right now, Brooks Kepka done after a 4-under 66 today. He's had 6-under. Uh, Victor Hovland, the Norwegian, minus 6. Bryson DeChambeau at minus 3. Scotty Scheffler, Justin Rose at minus 2. Rose done for the day. Scheffler's still on the course. And Corey Connors made a double now on 16. He had a shot, get stuck. Unplayable lie against the lip of the bunker. So now Connors has fallen to minus five. So Kepka and Hovland, your leader at six under par. Connors one back. DeChambeau two back. Schaeffler and Rose four off the lead as they head into Sunday. So a pretty good leaderboard. But uh, Brooks Kepka, uh, right now the clubhouse leader at the PGA. I want to thank our producer, Josh Wheeler, for putting up with me today for four hours, starting at 2 o'clock today. Josh, that's a long haul, man. It is. It is. Got to go Tip of the cap to you. you. It's just a long Saturday, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot of radio, and, and you hung in there. So good and, job, and, Twins. And the worst part about it is it's such a beautiful day outside. Yeah, yeah that's 
you know, we, 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 we should be able to get together with the powers that be and say, let's do this thing outside. I don't know how that would work. Um, with 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 yeah. the wind noise, but it sure would be it, nice. It, it would definitely be staring at you know this brown paint that I'm t- staring at right now. This nice little pillar in front of me with, with lights on it. It's definitely it, it's got to be got to beat that for sure. Yeah, well, you, well, you get out there soon. Oh yeah, got all oh, the yeah. news coming up at six. Twins and Angels later. Uh, Louis Varland on the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Sneak peek at that lineup uh, for the Twins tonight. Uh, we we talked a little bit about it with Phil Miller from. The Star Tribune, Phil, joined us just after 5 o'clock. And I would assume that will be available at some point at WCCORadio.com and the podcast, etc. It will be Solano, Correa, Buxton, Farmer, Garlic, Castro, Gallo, Taylor, Vasquez uh, behind Louis Varland. So uh, the battery, uh, Varland and Vasquez, Taylor in center, Gallo in left, uh, Garlic in right. At third base, Farmer. At short, Correa. At second, Castro. At first, Solano. And the DH is Byron Buxton. So that that's the lay of the land. But Joey Gallo back in the lineup. Haven't heard about Jorge Polanco and whether or not he may go on the injured list. Nick Gordon's already there uh, for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, big thanks to all our guests who joined us on the program today. 2 o'clock Tech Talk with Doug Swinhart. Doug was back. Good to visit with Doug. A lot of great calls and texts on the program today. The hour just flew by. Mike Hanson, the director of the Office of Traffic Safety with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety, kind of do a summer driving preview, but also talking about some of the things the patrol and local law enforcement are dealing with when it comes to excessive speed. It really is an epidemic on our, our highways in, in freeway, Stephen Clark's base flight now.com launch after launch and late tomorrow afternoon, our time, uh, a crew of four is expected to launch from Kennedy space center on a trip to the international space station. They'll be there for about 10 days, uh, two Saudi Arabians and, uh, a former, uh, NASA astronaut will, will lead that mission for Axiom on that Dragon capsule and SpaceX rocket tomorrow afternoon. And then, of course, uh, Phil Miller joining from the Star Tribune, Jess Myers from the Rink Live, and Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press talking about the loons a little bit later on tonight. Uh, th- there is television viewing uh, a little bit later on. We talked about the Twins. We talked about the loons. They'll be on Apple TV tonight. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs starting at 7 tonight. Uh, Panthers, Hurricanes from Raleigh, North Carolina, with Florida up 1-0. NBA playoffs, Denver and L.A. Nuggets up two games to none. Lakers in a must-win spot at home tonight in La La Land. I will say, though, um, it's Crypto.com Arena now. But when I did have an opportunity with the family to go to not a Lakers game, but a Clippers-Suns game at what was Staples Center, that that complex downtown, LA Live, and and that arena, it, it, it's a pretty cool setup. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I'm just just a guy from Minnesota there with my family, but um, LA is pretty neat. Never been. It, I, Never been. It, it, yeah, it, it, Josh, you, you got to make a trip out there. It 
it's really interesting. It's, uh, I, I, I can't afford to live there the way I'd want to live out there near the beach. Uh, oh, but yeah. it, it is really interesting, you know, to see some of the sites. It, it's, it's kind of fun. And, and Phil Miller is right. The traffic lives up. It's horrible. Yeah, I'll pass uh, on that. Yeah, it, it, the, the traffic's horrible. Uh, low tonight, 52, sunny and 77. Enjoy the remainder of your weekend. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we have the news next here on CCO.